Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's going on, Tribe Mates? We are here to cover another episode of Survivor Winners at War. This is Season 40, Episode 9, War is Not Pretty. And it certainly was not pretty tonight. We've got so much to talk about. I'm joined by some amazing super fans in my panel. I've got Mike Feeling. What's going on? Yo, guys, I, you already know, if you watch our after show, you know why I love this episode. And that's all I'm going to say right now. That's all you need to say. I've got Bronca Valencia. Hey, everyone, coming to you live from the voting booth, the hot location from last night's episode. <laughs> Agreed. And we've got Steve Gady. What's going on, Steve? Oh, my gosh. There was so much going on in last night's episode. We have got so much to talk about, and I cannot wait. Oh, my God. I was glued to my seat. Oh, my gosh. I completely agree with all of you. If you guys have not noticed our virtual backgrounds, except for Steve, Steve does genuinely have all of that survivor paraphernalia. <laughs> we are very jealous. But me, Mike, and Ronick have got our virtual background going on because we figure we have a little bit of fun this episode. <laughs> Hope you're joining us with that as well. Uh, don't forget, you guys, we have our uh, favorite MVP segment at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. I believe Mike is in the chat. We're going to be doing some shout outs and all of that good stuff as well. Let's dive into it, you guys, because we have a lot to talk about. So Kauru, which is the name of the tribe, we forgot to mention that last episode, Night 21, this is right after Tribal. I always like to see them right after Tribal because I always like to see people who are butthurt. And Michelle and Nick are certainly butthurt about The Last Tribal. Were you guys expecting this or not? It's, I feel like it shouldn't be expected. I mean, the initial shock of being on the wrong side of the numbers, I understand. But we've talked about it on the show before, how people come back and they seem to be so upset. They take it so personally that they were on the wrong side of the numbers. And I don't know, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, it wasn't me, cool. Let me like refocus my strategy and figure out how I'm on the right side of the numbers next time, as opposed to just kind of like sulking about it. Yeah, at this point, after 40 seasons, I'd say that's not surprising, but for all the winners, it's disappointing. But you gotta keep your head in the game. There's no time to be upset and to let feelings like take over. I, I know it's really different for us here in quarantine, <laughs> rather than, you know, you're actually out there playing and that's what happens. You get upset because you got blindsided, but I want the winners to be more put together than that. Yeah, I was really glad to see uh, somebody kind of come in and set Nick's head straight a little bit, which was Tony, of all people, the voice of reason <laughs> in this all season. Oh, by the way. <laughs> Even at the end, he was like, Adam, we have to go up and vote, and then we're going to come <laughs> yeah. back. Like, yeah. He was <laughs> explaining the show so hard. Yeah. So great. Yeah, but he sort of said, you know, you know, you can't you can't blow up like this. You know how this game is played. Now, come on. You, 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 you take your lumps, and you move on. That's what you got to do. And uh, I think that um, last night's really showed Nick where he sort of was in the pecking order, and he's just really going for broke. Uh, maybe because he, you know, once played, once won, he sort of thought he was uh, had a better pulse of the game. 
So that was sort of took him by surprise. But I mean, you got to expect that. I mean, nobody goes through a full season and just on the right side of every single vote, except, you know, maybe Kim or something. But <laughs> well, even though Tony did try to, you know, ease Adam's paranoia, that did not go according to plan i mean even from the beginning of the episode he was talking about the whole item and the idol in the podium thing and i want to know if i was the only one who was sitting there going is he crazy were you guys on the same in the same boat or were you all like i hope that it is i hope that it's not what did you guys think about the idol in the podium thing i was i was on my knees begging for this to be real i i just and the fact that they set it up in the beginning of the episode i was like that's amazing editing guys they set us up in the beginning i said oh that's kind of a neat thing like random like funny thing and then all of a sudden he was in trouble and i was like yes he's gonna use it and it's gonna be real and this is gonna be i mean talked about around the world and then i was disappointed yeah, I have to agree. Never have I ever wanted something in Survivor so badly. Uh. I think like, I think even in just like, you know, a really good season of Survivor, I'm sitting there with butterflies, butterflies in my stomach, hoping that the person I want to win wins. This is, this is what I wanted the most. I wanted it to be so real. I didn't, you know what? I didn't necessarily think Adam was crazy. I was sitting there going, that is brilliant. That is smart <laughs> gameplay. That is thinking outside the box thousand percent he's and, not crazy uh, and you suck art dude who decided to use the same <laughs> thing for an idol and this random decoration you suck. <laughs> i still maintain jeff jeff is like you know high ball and executive producer should have made a game time decision and been like yeah it is this is an immunity what are they gonna what are the camera guys gonna say to him nothing boom sick that would have well, so much press sorry steve no 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 i was just gonna say adam is not crazy he's a student of the game so yeah. after this happened, all these tweets started coming out uh, from like international versions of Survivor, and that's been done before. So Adam did his homework, and he saw on a different, I think it was South Africa, maybe wow. somewhere else, that there has been idols mm -hmm. hidden in tribal councils. So Adam, you know, he in, in an earlier tribal council, he was sort of like looking under the under the the voting, like in the lid of the voting uh, bucket, and looking all around. So. He sort of had this eye for it. And I think that was that when he saw that, he was like, okay, that's the move that I need to make. But yeah. sadly, it, I well, mean, I don't wanna... yes or no, real quick, let me just ask mm -hmm. yes or no. Is it 100% that next season there's a hidden immunity idol at Tribal after this? Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, obviously, we figured out that it wasn't a hidden immunity idol today, but I feel like, and I don't want to jump too far into tribal council, but Mike, I think you're onto something. I feel like Jeff really played it up to kind of where the producers are like, why not? And if Steve, if you're sitting here saying that it's done on international versions, then why not? I thought it would have been a great idea. Yeah, I too, uh, Steve, had seen on social media that something like this had mm. been done on an international season of Survivor. And uh, I mean, I think I think I'll save because I have so many thoughts on this, but I'll save them until we get to tribal and that historic moment. Yes. So I, I did well, add real quick. Yes. That. Go ahead, Steve. Survivor producers, when they have there, there's not a lot uh, in terms of like flexibility because you can't give someone advantage an advantage that wasn't planned ahead of time. You know, CBS is like really really strict on their standards and practices because it's real money and people are actually getting that. So you know, it would have been great. And, you know, maybe Jeff could have got away with it if he's like, yeah, it is. But he if it's not it. already set up, 
you can't uh, throw somebody a lifeline, uh, you know, right in the middle of the game. So maybe uh, next well, season. Maybe next season. You never know. Let's talk about Edge of Extinction really quick. So obviously our jury members who are on Edge of Extinction Island, Wendell included now, um, get, get a note as they always do. Sometimes when history repeats itself, it can lead to success. And pretty much everybody splits up. They run to the top of the hill like they always do. These people really must love exercise because every clue they want to run to the top of the hill. I don't get it. And Danny is the one that catches on to, you know, past seasons. If you want to talk about players doing their homework, you know, we got to give it to Danny to be like, you know, I remember Aubrey on Edge of Extinction and she did this. And it really does pay off for her in poverty. Here's my question to you guys. So we all see that they find the, the advantage, the 50-50 coin. But then they share it with everybody else on the island. Would you guys have done the same thing? You know, it's an, that's an interesting uh, question, Tim, because I think before the first Edge Challenge, I think it was very much every man for himself because everyone had, you know, a chance to get back. And they still do, to a chance to get back in the game. But I think since the last Edge Challenge, their mind is kind of thinking differently. I think they're thinking instead of, you know, saving up at the hopes of getting an advantage and an idol, which were, which are rendered useless to them now, they probably want to use some of their tokens to, you know, regain their strength and their energy and to buy food. And, you know, if they're scamming people out of four fire tokens, they have enough for food and advantages. So I think, you know, Edge is such a different beast that I think it allows for a little bit more unity among the people who are there as opposed to everyone kind of you know in small alliances that's a good point veronica and we also they also don't know how long they're going to be on edge of extinction from here on out so i think that's a good point mike what do you think i wouldn't say a thing i'm as far as i'm concerned I'm of still course you wouldn't of course well, i mean i'm still in the game do i have a shot to get back like i need every possible advantage that i possibly can you know the two of them kind of found it together so my initial thought was, okay, the way to make this really easy is just to ask for, as they did, an even number of fire tokens and split it between the two of them so there's no arguing. And that also keeps it between just the two of us. I say until there's no more Edge of Extinction, I'm still in the game and I'm playing it, you know, as I'm going to get back in. I'm getting as much info as I can. I'm not giving other people info. I think I'm still a player. Yeah, I think it's tough. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, room to hide if you find something and then suddenly you're like not looking for it or great. Now I got to keep walking around pretending like I'm trying to find this thing. I'd do uh, it. So I, I can kind of understand why they didn't. But yeah, it seemed like that it was a little bit, um, I don't know, just what the, they weren't really going super hard on it. And also Parvati got all four of the tokens, but Danny was like, just as integral in in finding that so i guess whoever grabs it first but it was an expensive uh advantage but i mean what else are you gonna do with your fire tokens you know at this point in the game don't even think about buying a tarp or food or whatever you got to go for the advantages and michelle's also just sort of been coming into these fire tokens so why yeah. not she might get some more well, now that we're on that topic, they do want to sell it to Michelle. It doesn't guarantee that she's going to buy it, but she does. Steve, like you said, it was a very expensive reward. In my opinion, and I feel like, Steve, you feel the same sentiments, is that it, it wasn't really worth it. I mean, I'm pretty sure she could have used four fire tokens for a guaranteed hidden immunity idol somewhere down the line instead of spending four on a maybe 50-50. Mike and Veronica, I want to get your thoughts on this. Yes. 
Yes, I love the fact that you say that because I had the exact same thoughts. I I think that it was more of a smart move on Parvati to sell it to Michelle because of course, I mean, granted, I guess they still don't know who's sending them these advantages, but it was a smart move on Parvati to send it to someone who she knows is is swimming in the fire tokens in order to get more to benefit them as opposed to Michelle buying this advantage because everyone else who has gone an advantage so far from Edge has pretty good advantages that guarantees them something. Jeremy's advantage guarantees some immunity. Sandra, when she got her idol, if played right, guaranteed immunity. Michelle's advantage doesn't even 100% guarantee her immunity. It's a 50-50 chance. And I mean, I understand, you know, what I don't know if she's ever going to come across another advantage that she could possibly buy, but I don't know. I felt like if I was given an advantage, I would want something that I had a better chance with than just going have these on it. And Super that tough. you can only use at till the final seven. I mean, that's still yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Now, Michelle is sort of on the bottom of the pecking order, so she does need idols. Uh, and also, I would, I would think it would look bad if you turn down an offer. Uh, like if you're like, ooh, maybe the next time they have a, uh, an advantage, they're not going to offer it to me because I turned down the last one. So there are a few other things to weigh here. But yeah, four, four fire tokens for a 50-50 shot. I mean, it's late in the game, you know, later on in the game. So maybe the, uh, you know, the economy is, is uh, <laughs> going a little, you know, getting a little hotter. So fire tokens are going to be, I'd like to see them get traded around a lot more. People getting a lot of tokens, spending a lot of tokens. I want to see these things move around. It's really, really tough. We're not going to know until hindsight. She might never get offered another advantage. These fire tokens might be kaput in another few episodes without anything to spend them on. So you can kind of go back to Grave Digger James, who got voted out with two idols in his pocket. It's no good to you if you don't use it. So you can't falter for buying something that was guaranteed to get. Now, let's also keep in mind, she doesn't have to use this. This could be traded. She could leverage this somehow. I'll give you this if you give me your vote. And yes. there's a ton of stuff you can do. You can't do anything if you don't have something. So, you know, maybe she thinks all of her really big alliance people are on extinction, and maybe she's not going to get another shot at getting an advantage or anything. I think uh, you got to be happy with, you know, when you get it. That's a good point. And I, we also have to think about the fact that if she had turned it down, maybe somebody else would have brought it. And sure. that is more power in their pocket as well. So, I mean, maybe after we talk about it, I kind of take back my opinion. I think maybe she did do a right move. Mike, I feel like you hit the nail on the head. She could definitely use this to trade in or, or maybe buy some loyalty with somebody or get in an alliance. We already see her on the bottom of the numbers. So she needs something. So if not and now, then what? And if she ends up being on the chopping block and she flips it and she stays safe and then she uses that as a resume builder and she wins the whole thing, we'll be saying it was genius, right? So it's a, <laughs> it's a really, yeah. really, it's a tough decision. It's tough because in the moment, I don't think I would want to spend so, I wouldn't want to spend all of my fire tokens to buy this one advantage that doesn't guarantee me safety, but you know, like, like we've been saying, there's, there's that chance that it could be useful and it could be a resume builder and she can leverage it. So there's stuff that she could definitely do. It's just, I think if I was in her position, I would have a, quite a bit of hesitancy to spend that much money on it. 
Yeah, well, hopefully Michelle is smart enough to think of all of those options that we just gave her. Um, let's talk about this reward challenge because, you know, last episode we didn't really get to see the reward and the immunity challenge. In this episode, we did. So reward challenge, two teams, two teams of five. They get to swim out. They get to put a bunch of fish on a pole and then have to bring those fish back, solve the puzzle. We've seen this before. Um, and then the reward is Chinese takeout. Now, this is a reward that I would have fought real hard for because I love some good Chinese food. And unfortunately, Denise was the one that wasn't picked to play. So she wouldn't, she's not going to be able to play the game. Now, here's my question to you guys. Wasn't Denise a really good swimmer? Couldn't she have helped in this challenge? She's a super fast yeah. swimmer, but those right. fish are heavy. Mm. She would, and she's so short, it would have been tough. She wouldn't have been much help carrying the fish up the beach, which is, it's tough. That's a good point, Steve, because you are reward. I mean, our challenge guy, because you were on the dream team in Cambodia, Nicaragua. Did, have you played a version of this before? Yes, I did this and exact challenge. Yeah. Heavy. Okay, great. Talk, talk about it. Okay, so the fish are, I don't know how many um, slabs of plywood all stuck together, but they're thick, they're heavy, they're solid, and you've got to swim through the water, get them, pull them through the water, and you're pulling this net, which is like just drag, just the whole thing is drag, get it up, so getting it up the beach is tough. Um, the puzzle itself is not a very difficult puzzle, so uh, the lead is pretty important because it's like this puzzle is going to go pretty quick. Um, I think that could have easily gone either way. Uh, I would have liked to seen Denise in this because I just love Denise, but I understand why she wasn't picked. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't think, even if you think she's going to be helpful, there's a decent case to be made that they want to sit Denise out because she is crushing everything. So maybe we don't want to give her any more advantages. I can see that too. <laughs> Veronica, any thoughts? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, the exact same thing. I mean, I was personally bummed that Denise was sitting out just because she's a favorite. And I feel like, I don't know if you guys or any of our fans who are watching it or in the chat have this feeling where it's like, because this is a season of all winners and all returning players who we've grown to enjoy throughout the years, that if it's a player you really like, you just feel so extra bummed because they don't get to participate <laughs> in something like I I really like Denise like I was rooting for her her season and she's obviously on my fantasy draft so whenever she's not participating in something I'm kind of like oh man that really sucks I really wish Denise was a part of it but you know you kind of have to take these like what we know about them aside and kind of look at the game perspective and yeah there are arguments can be made of maybe why you know she could she may have not been as beneficial to one of those teams or Veronica is not a threat so that's actually working in Denise's favor that's true Veronica is always quick to throw in that Denise is on her fantasy draft we got it Veronica. <laughs> you, got, you got her we understand dark Don't horse forget, guys we will also be talking about our fantasy draft at the end of the episode also to let you know where we stand in the rankings so we've got two teams the blue team the red team red team consists of Tyson Adam Tony Nick and Jeremy and then the Man. blue team consisted of Cam Yes. Kim, Sarah, Ben, Sophie, and Michelle. Now, just off of those Women two teams, ben. like you said, exactly. Just like you said, Mike, going out of the gate, just hearing the two teams, I thought the red team was going to crush this. And I mean, I feel bad saying it, but they did have a very strong team. Real quick, I just want to point out in the chat, a lot of people, I think Jasmine, 
um, and a couple of our other friends in the chat. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with us. First of all, we'd love to see you all. Hope you're doing good in these times right now, quarantining. <laughs> but a lot of people with the same sentiment as I share, too, as I think uh, the three of you do as well. I like to see them pick the teams. Mm. I wish they wouldn't skip over them, the actual quick schoolyard pick. I mean, we've seen the editing on the show and we've seen what they haven't edited before. We, we always want more with Survivor. We do have to remember that it's just an hour. We can't be greedy. Not even an hour. It's really like <laughs> 90 minutes, minutes, two CBS, minutes. Come on. No, yeah. but tell me why I got to watch every week. I got to watch two hours of Married at First Sight where nothing That's new happens. Shopping challenges out of Survivor. How does that make sense in what universe? Mike, you do that to yourself. Nobody's torturing you. The world you, okay? is not fair. <laughs> So we see who wins pretty much out the gate. Steve, I think you had a good point about this because the blue team was in the lead consistently through the challenge. And like you said, being in the lead for this is very crucial because the puzzle isn't that hard. Now, they were blue team was very, very smart to put Sophie and Michelle on the puzzle. As soon as they said Sophie was on the puzzle, I knew the blue team was going to win because Sophie is, I don't know where in her mind, but I don't think I've ever seen somebody so good at puzzles as I have Sophie this season. She has not faltered one time. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, because a lot of you have a, a better memory of more details <laughs> than I do in other seasons. And the people other two in the chat, do. obviously, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Sophie just crushes it every time. I wouldn't want to yeah. compete against her in a puzzle. Yeah, no, Sophie was, was always pretty strong at puzzles, and I mean, she, on her her season, she completed a very difficult puzzle that was the last challenge before the final tribal sending Ozzy home. So she's she's a beast. She's a beast at puzzles. She's very good. She's proven herself. Everybody in the chat was saying the same thing uh, a couple minutes ago when they were talking about challenges. Yeah, she's really, really good. She's smart. She's playing, I think, right now, decently under the radar and forming you know, strong bonds. She's, she's doing good. Now, Mike, I want to talk about this Chinese feast that the blue team oh, yeah. gets to, to oh, yeah. um, uh, partake in. Now, before we skip to that, Sarah surprised us all by giving up her reward and giving it to Nick for his birthday, which immediately put a target on her back. Were you guys surprised by this or were you like, that makes sense? Big mistake. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a huge mistake. No reason to draw attention to yourself. No reason to think, whoa, are they really working together? Do they have, it just throws up all sorts of weird flags. Even if you give her the benefit of the doubt that she has 100% good intentions, that it was just happy birthday, you haven't eaten, I'm just trying to be a a decent human, forget it. That's not the way anybody's going to take it. There's no good that comes of this, except for, I guess, some goodwill between her and Nick. But then we go on to see that Nick was like, yeah, let's vote her out. mm, Get her out. Right. Terrible move. Yeah. It was it was sad because I genuinely believe Sarah. I genuinely believe that this was just a moment of pure kindness. She so had I. no ulterior motive. She just wanted to do something nice. And I genuinely believe that. But obviously, when you're in the game of Survivor, you no one is out of the game for a single second. Every single move you make, every little single thing you say or do is constantly analyzed and constantly thought about, well, how is that benefiting your gameplay? You, no one is ever out of the game. So even if you have this moment of, I want to be nice to you and do something nice, it's going to come back to bite you in the butt. Yeah, and also worth mentioning that uh, she was on the tribe that had that won the peanut butter and jelly, which they had leftovers for. Then they won pizza. Then they all had a merge feast. So, you know, <laughs> maybe if she was really she's starving, <laughs> she wouldn't be such a nice person. 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I just didn't see the point of it. It was just kind of like uh, just r- raising red flags when there didn't need to be. Uh, nobody would have faulted anyone for not giving Nick a reward on his birthday. So I think it was an unnecessary risk. I don't think it was a huge one, but you never know what's going to come back to bite you. So, you know, just keep your head down and, and uh, just move forward. Yeah, go back to camp, give him an extra scoop of rice. He'll be fine. Happy birthday, Nick. Now, (laughs) I want to talk about this Chinese feast, and I really want to shoot it over to Mike because we talk about it every single time they have a reward challenge. Every time. And it's look for clues. And these people were looking for clues hardcore. They were looking under the Chinese containers. They were looking in the fortune cookies. I mean, Mike, did you love it? This was, so I was simultaneously very excited and proud, and at the same time, very disappointed that nothing came of it because they did exactly the right thing. What, Steve, you need to get on LinkedIn or something and yell at one of your old friends because there's no <laughs> way some clue shouldn't have been in one of these uh, fortune cookies. That's nuts. The, a clue should have been hidden somewhere. This is the perfect opportunity. They actually looked for it. And instead we got Adam making this genius move that didn't do anything. I was so disappointed. I was so disappointed. <laughs> No, no, here's the thing. I can actually argue against that, Mike, because I feel like in this season, they're pushing the fire tokens so much. Like, so much of the advantages comes from Edge and the fire tokens that I don't think for them it makes sense for random advantages to be hidden around Cap. I mean, we haven't even seen that many people looking for hidden immunity idols, and I don't know if that's just because of the editing, if because they're not looking, or if because by now people have figured out, oh, advantages come from fire tokens, so that's all that they're focusing on. So I very, I really can understand them not having any type of clues at that feast. Well, let me toss it right back. I would say I think we have seen a decent number of people look for immunity idols pre-merge. Maybe not post, but pre, I think we saw it decent. And to your point, I'm down with that make the clue or whatever to a hidden cache of three fire tokens, something. It's just, it's just ripe for the picking. And these people as vets, as winners, they're like, Ooh, there's going to be something here. We got to check. And they did. And there was nothing. I just, I just thought it was a cool opportunity. Yeah. It's those kind of things put more emphasis on the reward. You know, if you're not starving and you're like, nah, I don't, I could do with the, you know, with or without Chinese food. But if you think there might be a reward there, then yeah, that's something else to fight even harder for. That's another reason I'm just going to throw this out there. Why Sarah probably shouldn't have given, and I feel the same way as Veronica. I definitely think she was completely genuine, but there could have been something there We've seen it several times before with reward challenges where there is a clue or a hidden immunity idol. And Sarah could have possibly found that and she just gave that away to Nick. So maybe not the smartest. I mean, keep expounding on that. Maybe this was the time that all of their special friend relatives were waiting there with Chinese food. Maybe they were the waiters. I don't know. There's a million things and you just don't garner as our friends said in the chat. Sorry, it's going pretty quick. I missed who said it, but you don't garner any goodwill. You know what I'm saying? You don't gain anything with Nick. It wasn't like, hey, she said it beforehand. If I win, I'll give this to you if you give me your vote or any, or give me a fire took or nothing. So the whole thing is, if she didn't, real quick, if she didn't do anything, no one was going to be like, Sarah, why didn't you give up your spot for Nick's birthday? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not like that. It wasn't that she, you know, picked three people and she didn't pick Nick. She went out of her way to do it and didn't gain anything from it. My last thing I'm going to say is I agree with the both of you, however, that it was genuine, but unnecessary. 
Yes. Let's talk about the, the immunity challenge now. So we've seen this challenge before, pretty straightforward endurance challenge, balance on a triangular platform, feet perch at different intervals. You have to go up and it, it increases the difficulty. Now, Steve, I'm going to shoot it over to you because you're a challenge guy. Have you done this or something similar to this? I have, and I went the distance. Yeah, I did. Yes, so this was a challenge. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not as much side to side. It's forward and back. Mm. It's so, so hard to keep your balance on this thing. I went so long with this other Dream Teamer that they actually, the, the crew was all there. They had the whole camera set up. They said, okay, guys, we want you to try this on one foot now because we're tired of waiting. <laughs> Let's and so, go. yeah, I went to one foot and uh, I just couldn't keep it together and I fell off and I lost oh. it. And I looked over at this other dream team girl and she does, does a one-legged squat on the top of this thing and stands back up. So I'm like, okay, there's no way I could have. Oh my this. God. The dream team flexes on each other? <laughs> oh yeah. Hard. So hard. She clearly does yoga. Now, the only thing that really stood out to me That's in this Steve's whole challenge. Now. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the only thing that really stood out to me in the immunity challenge is that people drop like flies, obviously. Like you said, Steve, this is a very hard challenge. But in round two, did you all not hear that Winners at War song? What Tim, was thank that? you. Thank you. No, that's, what what I was say, that's what I was saying on our last episode last week. The music, they jacked it up this season. It's all this kind of like, boom, boom, and it's like, what? Where's this coming from? Yeah, it was definitely intense. It like gave me goosebumps. I was so pumped. I'm so glad you said that because, again, it happened. And I was like, this is the music I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, thought it was I like, love this challenge. It's so visual, like this, the, the chopper shots and the music. I was like, this is a music video. I love this. <laughs> and and every, time, every time they do a uh, challenge like this, we're, we're in it and, and just like Steve's the chopper and the music. And then I think, and Steve can weigh in more on this, but then I think when they're doing this, there's no music. It's just dead silent in the ocean and then standing yeah. on these floating blocks. It's not epic at all, right? I want to shout like, out to uh, Marissa in the chat who said, yeah. was the water so choppy? Yes, the water was so choppy. And here's another thing. When the person next to you falls off their perch, yeah. that yeah. can really affect your balance. So there's a lot going on in this challenge. Or when they dive yeah. in, right? I always yes. say that when they dive in and create a new wave. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot definite, of things that could go wrong. Definite opportunity for maybe sabotage. I haven't seen it yet, but I don't think anybody would fess up to it. That's Kim, rough. Why, I know, right? Kim winds up winning. She was really close with Ben. I thought Ben had it, but he was doing all kinds of kung fu moves. But he lost. Kim winds up winning immunity and gets a fire token. Good for her. Um, I really, really wanted her to win. It's always nice to see, you know, a female win, especially when there have been so many male winners of the Survivor game. It's always nice to see, you know, a female be strong and do what she was. I think that's why we all really love Denise. So now back at camp, pretty much all hell breaks loose, you guys. I mean, everybody's name was thrown out. Now it started off really simple. It started off with maybe Nick, Adam, or Michelle. Then it came into splitting the votes between Nick and Michelle. So we got two. Then it gets back to Adam and Sarah brings it up and everybody just starts out throwing out names. Sarah's out there, Tyson's out there, Nick, Adam, Michelle. There were so many names thrown out. And Mike, I'm sure you love this because we always talk about, we want to see what they're talking about. And we saw every second of what these players were talking about. Nobody knew what was going on. Did you guys like this or were you a little frustrated by it? 
No one knew what was going on, including me. I, I was, I was like a whirlwind going around, and then uh, you didn't even finish getting into it because Tyson's name got thrown out of it. Everybody's name was thrown out. I'll tell you what immediately came to my mind that I did not like was yet again. It seems like Ben being antagonistic towards Adam. I, I don't like this relationship from the beginning. I don't see why Adam can't be his little buddy, even if you want to vote him off. You know what I mean? If you think Adam's annoying, I won't argue with you. I can see where you're coming from, but this is Survivor and it's two million bucks. He's my best friend. If he annoys the hell out of me, I don't care. So I didn't like that interaction yet again. And um, yeah, I love seeing the frustration and no one knows what's going to happen up to and including Tribal. Yeah, this was amazing. I lived for the chaos because I know sometimes even in the past few episodes, there's one or two names getting thrown out and you go into tribal. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I still don't know which way it's going to go. I can see it going either way. I had no clue where this vote was going. Because like you were saying, Mike Tyson, Nick, Michelle, Adam, Sarah, everyone's name was getting uh, thrown out. And then people were coming to each other. Like Ben was going to Tony saying, you threw my name out. And so-and-so said this. And so it was just pure pure chaos and I agree with you Mike like I think that on top of the Wendell Michelle dynamic I think the Ben and Adam relationship is also something that kind of has become super frustrating just because I don't know like I understand that you know Adam is you know a very scrappy player sometimes he makes very frustrating calls in his gameplay but I don't understand the like the, why Ben is super, super annoyed, especially when Ben has always had the upper hand when it comes to Adam. Like he's the one who blindsided him on the, uh, well, not really blindsided him, but he was the one who was kind of being more um, aggressive. Like we're going to vote out Boss Rob because I want to, and Adam kind of had to go along with it. So in this particular situation, I actually felt kind of bad for Adam this season because I feel like he was one of a few players who kind of came in and never really got the chance to change his game, to change the reputation he was coming in from. Every I feel like people just kind of assumed it and were like, yeah, let's get rid of Adam. Like everyone's like, we can't trust him. We can't trust him. I'm like, but what did he do? Yeah, <laughs> I, I felt, I felt bad for Adam. But real quick, I want to toss it to C, but really quick, what I've been surprised about consistently are the people whose names are not coming up and that's Ben, Jeremy, right? Um, the two Tony. of them. And Tony. Tony. Thank you. Those three, I can't believe their names aren't coming out of anybody's mouths. They're danger, danger, danger level a thousand. So I, that's really been surprising to me, Steve. I think that Adam is a difficult ally because he's so uh, neurotic. I don't want to say paranoid because in this case, yeah. he was right. They were coming after him. Yeah. But part of that is um, a punishment that he brings on himself. You know, it's like he's uh, never quite sure what's going on. And you're like, Adam, you just have to trust me. And he, it's almost like he just keeps saying like, well, but how can I trust you? You got to give me something else. And it's like, calm down because now you're starting to affect my game. Right. And that's difficult ally to work with. Ben, Ben, I feel like has a temper and uh, he had a very, he was sort of forced into this alliance with Adam. It was an alliance out of convenience, but not out of loyalty. And in Ben's defense, I will say he was right. Adam was, he said to uh, Tyson and Jeremy over on that the bench that he was like, Ben and Sarah are really, really close. And I felt like they had sort of pushed him into a wall and he sort of said that out to be like like I gotta gotta get the heat off of me but he did say that and so when Ben came to him and confronted him 
and said, were you saying that me and Sarah are too close? Adam, number one, lied about it. And then number two, couldn't think of another person to, whose name to throw under the bus, which is always very dangerous if you just flat out lie about someone yeah. because if they go back to them, find out that you lied, then you're in serious, serious trouble. That was a very, very tense scene, but I was on Ben's side on, because he was like, look, no, we don't like each other. We're not good allies, but we are allies. And he said it in tribal council, this isn't the kind of uh, approach that I would expect from an ally. So at that point, I think that was when Ben, because he had sort of been flip-flopping back, back and forth, talking to Jeremy's crew, talking to uh, Sophie's crew. I think that was the moment where he was like, I'm sorry, but I just can't work with you anymore. It's time to cut ties. And, you know, I, I can see his point. I agree with him on it. Well, speaking of this, you know, conflict between Ben and Adam, it certainly travels right into tribal council, as well as all the chaos that we had just seen back at camp. I mean, it doesn't take long in tribal council for everybody to start whispering, which I just think increased Adam's neuroses and being like, I don't oh, know yeah. <laughs> what is going on. Like, you could see that he was about to crack right there on screen because he's like looking at the podium because he's like, I'm going to go for it because I, I need I need something. I need some kind of safety because clearly this tribe mates aren't going to give it to him. And I, I, I did feel bad for him, but literally while Adam and Ben are sitting there arguing or having whatever it is they're having, everybody else around him is strategizing. So I personally think that Adam's choice to, you know, indulge Ben in this argument really caused him to miss maybe some key signs that or conversations that he could have had to maybe save himself, even in that moment. For sure. Kind of, going, chill. Yeah. kind of going off of what we were saying earlier, like, you know, sometimes, like, for example, when, who, when we get to see who voted for who, like, I've heard that that stuff goes up on YouTube. I feel like if Survivor can't give us more than an hour, they should definitely do a lot of YouTube behind the scenes. They should show us, you know, like, yeah, picking the team. They should show us who voted for who. They should show us, do an interview with the people, with the contestants and being like, this is what we were talking about. Because I, I dislike whispering at tribal council, not because they're whispering and I just find it, it's because I want to know what they're talking about. Was the vote going to be Nick and was Adam's uh, like neurotic behavior making them just like change their mind? Like why so much whispering? Why so much back and forth? Like I don't like it just because I feel left out and I want to know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I looked at the, um, the vote tally on the Survivor Wiki and it looks like Denise and Sarah were the only ones who voted for Nick. Adam voted for Sarah which would have been in line with their original plan, which was to put the votes on Adam. If Adam plays anything crazy, we'll have two insurance votes and then it'll send Nick home. So I think a lot of that was a lot of people are very nervous and they're like, are we still good? Are we still good? Yeah. Yeah. You know your role. Yeah. So I think there was a plan in place. It was a very live tribal, but it didn't uh, change at tribal council. Yeah. Because they, they fly all around and they start whispering, is the plan the same? And you're like, which plan? Jeremy's probably got three plans going on right now. It depends on who asks him. And if two people from different plans, and he's like, yeah, yeah it's the same, you still kind of don't know what's going on. Um, yeah. It was crazy. You know, all the whispering and stuff, I like it because it's exciting and it's interesting. I agree with Veronica. I wish there was something else to let us see, you know, more of what's actually going on. But it's fun because it's exciting. And I just, the whole time, you know, whatever, and, and, um, Steve can talk more to the actual people there, but the cameramen, the producers, the whole, the whole squad must've been like, 
yo, is Adam going to go for the podium? Like, <laughs> really going to try to rip the set apart, trying to find, I, I loved it. I was yeah. so disappointed yeah. that wasn't real. I mean, yeah. and, like we, and like we said, I mean, Jeff certainly played that whole podium thing up. And he was like, you he think this is real? so he much. so yeah. played it up. So Are you convinced years. it's not? You're a years jerk, dude. Come on. Here's, here's what I want to say about this moment. Millions of people who were tuning into last night's episode wanted so badly for that idol to be real. And I was praying and hoping and it was real. And honestly, I feel like survivors should impose some kind of like inspiration policy where once in a blue moon, if a survivor does something very interesting that producers were not accounting for at all, they should get some some kind of reward. Not necessarily a reward that'll screw someone over like immunity or an advantage, but like let them go along on the next reward challenge. Let them get some Chinese food. You know, something kind of just small for that moment of just like, wow, like you really like, had you really entertained America or like the world right now of who's watching because that was brilliant and like you were saying Steve Adam's a student of the game he probably saw us on an international season of Survivor it also shows that even though maybe some people find Adam annoying he's social why would he know what that emblem looked like unless he has seen a hidden immunity idol and that's because he built enough trust with Denise to know what it looks like so not only was that a very strategic move on his part, it was also a testament to his social game. Yeah, that's I mean, a this really moment's, good point. Sorry, this moment's going to go down in history for sure. And I just want to get your last thoughts on this in general. Do we think that this is that that the tribe in general responded neg- negatively or positively to Adam doing that? Do you think that they were like, good for you? Or they were like, really, Adam? I think that everybody loved that. I mean, it's so Adam, number one, to be like, I don't care if I'm going to make uh, a fool of myself on TV. I'm playing this game till the last breath. I mean, he went down swinging. And so even though, yeah, he looks kind of ridiculous going up there and <laughs> tugging on the, the fleur de lis and Jeff's just standing there like, <laughs> uh, what's, what are you going to do here, man? It was a, a funny moment. It was an awkward moment. It was great TV. And I, I respect that. Even though he did sort of look foolish, I think he would have looked more foolish if he didn't even give it a shot. So I got to say, props to you, Adam. Don't ever, ever take anything for granted and don't ever give up. I was going to say, I don't think he looked foolish at all. I mean, if you're a fan of Survivor, that's him putting in a thousand percent effort. I think in that very split moment nobody on that tribe thought or in the jury for that matter thought he looked foolish they all thought holy bleep he just found in we've all been looking at it we're all stupid and and he's a genius i think they got real scared real quick yes, the reactions are so honestly looking back on it there's less of a reason for it to not be an idol there's way more reason that that should have been an idol just for gameplay and strategy and all the other kind of stuff um i think everybody was like damn dude i didn't see it and if it was me i would have tried to get it too so i think it's a lot of he as annoyed as people might be with adam or x y and z he had to gain some respect for that move come on yeah i think that he definitely shocked some people with how 
how much of a good idea that was. My only other disappointment is that Jeff did not do what he has done for years and throw and threw fake immunity idols in the fire. The podium should have gone in the fire. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we can all agree that this definitely has put something on the radar with the producers and for the contestants, future contestants, because I'm sure a lot of contestants and probably even in this season will go to tribal councils and maybe be a little bit more aware of their surroundings. You never know. Somebody so, in the chat, real quick, sorry, Tim, super yes. quick. Somebody in the chat a while ago when we started talking about this said, I believe Jeff said something about not wanting the contestants to tear the set apart. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's legit. Like, you can imagine someone really desperate, like, go going nuts through that whole thing when they first walk in. So I don't know, Steve, you know more about this and, and Veronica, I didn't realize about the international, maybe there's some kind of precedent or something like that, but that's something to consider. I mean, it's there, you get into some survivor gray area there, you know, like uh, there's no real rules um, they don't want to put too many restrictions on people, but I'm sure if contestants are tearing the setup part, <laughs> Jeff could say, okay, look, there's no uh, idol here, and I don't know if that would probably fall on the cutting room floor. But uh, yeah, you know, Jeff has always said, this is your season. Um, so, you know, make of it what you will. If you want to go crazy and, you know, tear the set apart, well, I guess that's on you, but, you know, it's not going to be great TV. So it's like, how do you really want to play the game? And I think that uh, what Adam did, yeah, it, it for I, I'm not a big fan of Adam in general. I, I thought, you know, this is probably his time to go. Uh, but in a, in a moment, I was flipped. I was like, I was rooting for him in that one split second. So, you know, maybe we'll see that in a, in a future season you know, idols hidden at, at tribal, but maybe you never know. It's a pure fan move. Happen. You got to root it? for him. That's a pure fan. You're like, yes, there's an idol. Yeah. Is, One moment is. can I'm change so your entire opinion. Of yes. Someone. I agree. So we've got to wrap up you guys. Uh, this is our review of season 40 episode nine. War is not pretty. If the, you know, contestants of survivors started to rip the set apart, that would not be pretty either. Hopefully they do not. <laughs> Let's move on to our MVP segment very quickly. Mike, who is your MVP player of the episode? Oh my gosh, man. Uh, I honestly, I had a really, really hard time with it. I want to say just from a loving perspective uh, that it's Adam because the podium move is epic. That's legendary. That's, that's playing to a billion percent, whatever you want to say. And I just, uh, I have so much respect for that move. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, for me too. I don't care if he went home. Adam for MVP. His gameplay was on point and his commentary and his confessionals were so entertaining. So definitely Adam. Yeah, I got to give it to him. I mean, this that was the, the highlight of this episode for sure. And even like one of the highlights of this season. Uh, it was a great move and I give him all the respect in the world. Yeah, I think it's unanimous, you guys. I think Nick, I mean, Adam is definitely going to go away with our MVP <laughs> of the episode, even though he got voted out. Even though he's, he's going to go, That's a even first. though he's gone, he's going to go to Edge of Extinction. He gave his fire token to Denise. So we'll see what happens uh, on Edge of Extinction. We never know what's going to happen there either. Uh, in terms of fantasy draft, you guys, I did lose Adam. He was on my fantasy draft. So I am down to Sarah and Michelle. Veronica, you still have Denise uh, and Tyson. And Mike, you are still left with Tony, Ben, Nick, and Kim. So Mike, you have the majority. And then obviously our engineer, Steve, who is our wonderful engineer, he is left with Jonathan. Sophie. 
Jonathan, well, Jonathan, but Jonathan's on hiatus right now due to quarantine. So Steve, Steve gets Sophie for right now. And uh, I, we're all very jealous that he has her because she is rocking the game out. So guys, that is our review. Mike, let our fans know where they can find you. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us in the chat. We're over 70 people today. We love seeing you guys. Hope everybody's doing good at home. Sloss Pop, Sarah, Chels, Victorious, Yesenia, Rihanna, uh, who else? Bat Tail, my name is Mike Feeling. You can find me everywhere at Mike Feeling. Can't see anybody else. Hey, everyone. You can find me, Veronica Valencia, on Twitter and Instagram, and it's me, Veronica underscore V. And you guys can find me everywhere at Stevie G on TV. And I am Timothy Michael. This is Lexi. And you can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike. We will see you guys next Thursday at 7 p.m. for what I'm sure is going to be an amazing episode. We'll see you guys then. Stay safe. Stay home. Wash your hands. Good night. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.